with Dr. Simone right here on TDN Radio. I hope that your week is off to a wonderful start as we get ready to get energized and powered up for the week ahead and as we remind ourselves of the important life goals that we have set out for ourselves. Yes, so it is always great to be back with you for another episode of Untapped Potential. This is our program, our program for focusing on ourselves. You know, we spend so much time and effort working and helping others in our lives that sometimes we put our own uh, goals, our own priorities on the shelf. So this is the program to shake those goals and priorities off the shelf and spend some time each and every week just focusing on those important goals that we have set out for ourselves. So as we can see, we're already at the end of February. So how are those goals going so far? Uh, You know, I am a member of the gym and already quite a few people have fallen by the wayside with regards to that yearly goal of getting their health in order. So I hope that is not the case for you, that you're still focused on your goals and that you will join us every week right here on TVN Radio at 5.30 Eastern Standard Time so we can keep each other motivated. We can keep each other motivated and energized to work on our goals uh, together. So we have another great program for you. Of course, as always, we're always grateful for life. We're grateful for everyone that is a part of our life. And I, in particular, I am grateful to have celebrated yet another birthday. February 25th was my birthday, so I'm grateful for my daughter, Sophia, who made me a lovely birthday cake, a frosting and all, decorations and all. So truly grateful for her skills and her talents and for everyone who remembered and called in and sent a message to say happy birthday. So truly grateful for life. This is always where we want to start. I always say, if you can find nothing else to be grateful for, just remember, you woke up this morning and others did not. So again, welcome to the program. As always, we have a great interview for you. We have a tip of the week. We'll enjoy some wonderful music together, and then we'll talk about everything that is going on as we continue to collaborate and grow to help to move Dominica and the Caribbean region forward. So again, welcome to the program. Uh, This week, 
our interview will be one that we did, a program that we did on how we can package and sell our culture and our carnival for a profit for Dominicans. So if you're from Dominica or you took some time to enjoy Carnival 2023 uh, in Dominica, whether virtually or on the ground, you will see that it was a tremendous success. It was a tremendous success and we're happy to see that it was a tremendous success. But the question that we asked during that program last week is where do we go from there? How do we keep the momentum going? to ensure that those who benefited, especially financially, those who benefited from Carnival 2023 in Dominica will continue to benefit. So we're not only just talking about the entertainers, the DJs, the musicians, the performers, but we're also talking about the boutiques, the, the taxi cab operators, the restaurants, and everyone who in one way or the other benefited from Carnival 2023. So we asked the question, where do we go from there? So that will be our interview for this week. So I look forward to sharing this particular interview with you. But as we get the program off and started, let us begin with this number. As we know, we are now in the period of Lent, if you are Catholic, or if you're not Catholic and you use this period of the year simply to reflect and uh, calm yourselves because there's so much going on in the world that we all need to just take a moment to uh, calm our minds and just have a period of reflection. So let's enjoy this number as we get ready for the program. And it is from my favorite reggae artist, Alain out of Jamaica and this one is called You Give Me Hope. So enjoy this number from Alain and then come back to listen to our pre-recorded program on culture and carnival for sale and how can we package our culture to ensure that as many people as possible benefit financially from the sale of our culture. So enjoy this one and then come back. Stay tuned for our interview. Solid ground 
though we keep having these conversations about how do we move forward. But tonight I wanted to talk about what is an action plan we can create to actually get this done? We know that there's a national policy surrounding culture and, and investing in culture and earning revenues from the different aspects of culture, but we don't really see it being implemented on a year-round basis. So I want us as a community, a Dominican community at home in Dominica and overseas to create our own agenda, our own action plan to include those on the panel, as well as folks like, you know, Wadix and Sobas Esprit and Gregory Rabes and everyone else who has such a passion and we really want to see this culture move beyond what it was. So again, you know, we just saw the passion and it felt like Dominica was about to sink with the amount of people I saw in Dominica. So let us just first talk about a post-mortem of Carnival, the good, the bad, and the spectacular, because there's nothing ugly about our culture. So we will eliminate the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and we'll say the good, the bad, and the spectacular. So anyone feel free to chime in your observations about Carnival 2023, the good, the bad, and the spectacular? <laughs> well, I mean, my good for me was, I mean, I'm a Calypso lover. So I look forward to the Calypso. I look forward to the, the, the um, show. I went home early, paid my dues and signed up just to make sure I'm there on time. I know the rain was kind of held it up a little bit. So that was one of the good things. I'm, I mean, funny enough, I mean, I'm not really much of the queen show person. I'm just one of the Calypso lover, you know? So, however, I, I think it was, we had some really beautiful ladies. So that was really good. We still have that participation of how the ladies still wanted to go out and be, get one. We had a excellent congratulations to, the queen for 2023. She did a great job. And I just watched some snippets of it online later down. However, um, I love the idea that they had a mother queen and they showcased her during the Calypso show. That was excellent. That was great. I love the Calypso. That was one of the good because the winner, the king, he stepped up the game. And that's something I liked what he did because it's going to put more pressure going forward to have a little more step up. Mm -hmm. So I think the, the, the show altogether, Calypso-wise, it was great. Um, one of my other good, I think the, um, the carnival altogether was excellent. They had a lot of people. I love the flow. We, um, Monday was a holiday, so I stayed the entire day, stuck to the TV, watching everything going on with the with the. Um, from Juve, I wake up early just to watch Juve and all of that stuff in my village and in Rosa. Um, the <laughs> that's what that was my God. The we don't have a bad. What the spectacular? Oh my gosh, there was a lot of spectacular. Should I put it into words? I mean. I'm very liberal with things, so I think it's all what about what fits your boat. If you feel like you want to flow to that range, you flow to it. I'm not going to be that kind of person to really be judgmental about certain things. Um, 
but I think that it was a little bit different from Dominica, but that's expected because there is a shift in how things are being done now. So anything is expected. There is a shift with our culture. There is a shift with the young people. What are they, what are they driving towards? What, are, what is really att attracting them? And we just have to accept that the, the things that those that were born in the 70s and up, what we look to now is a little bit different from the millennials. So things are a little bit different. So that's one of the ex that's what we have to expect. Um, what something that really took me quite by surprise that I did not hear much calypso on the street, was expecting much more calypso on the road. Um, was I, I I look forward to that. So when I heard it, I was quite enthused. I was like, oh yeah, that's a calypso coming in. I could hear that. And even they played some of the old calypso, I was quite, I was I felt really good about that. Um um, this, there was a lot of booyah music, and I'm not hitting booyah music because I have a lot of young family members that love it. Um, so I'm not going to hit the booyah music. I kind of wasn't too much about the soca music because I pref I really felt like we, I wish we had more. Um, I could go with the booyah music, but because one of us, you know, Asa is one of us, Signal Band, Triple K, that's one of our homegrown people. But soca music, I wasn't too much about, although I'm a big soca lover, but not for Dominica, not so much of it on the streets. That's my input so far. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Anyone else? Well, when it comes to carnival, I am an everything carnival person. There isn't any part of carnival I don't like. Queen shows, princess shows, as a matter of fact, I have done gowns in the past. I have sponsored there. Madame Wob has sponsored the Mother's Queen show. We sponsored the princess show. And, and plain mass, I like that. I would dance to Swinging Stars until 3 a.m., drive up to Grand Bay and just change my clothes and up the road I am into Juve <laughs> until about 8 a.m. And then I just go home, I change and get ready for my band in town. So it's just like the only thing I, I, I haven't done yet, I haven't been a sensei, I haven't had on a sensei costume yet. And I was planning to do that this year, but unfortunately I didn't get to. But um, all my pieces are together. And next year, God willing, I am going to do, um, I'm going to run sensei. Mm -hmm. And it's very good to see we still keep that culture. And the sensei is still big, the black devil, the neck maw. I still am very happy that we are still keeping that and not just the skinny costume, the skinny um, modern day costumes. Mm -hmm. I still like the very old fashioned um, mask costumes. And I still like the fact that we have a lot of Lapo Cabwits on the road, even if you don't see much of it in Roso except at Juve time. But it's good to see that we have kept that culture going, and I hope we continue to do that. Yeah, and that's part of uh, the authentic part of right, the culture that right. we're into. Uh, Kenzie, yeah. Carla? Carla? Okay. Um, well, I want to just stick a pin um, 
Simone, and um, just have to ask you to include the bad as well. Because one point I want to make, and I know it will be controversial, and I really don't care, I don't think it's right for us to have pornography being infused in songs all over the country. You go to a restaurant, you have children there, and it's blatant pornography. And something has to be done about that. Because if it was a video showing that same pornography, it would be illegal. Sexually explicit, detailed um, lyrics of songs, for me, was really revolting. Mm -hmm. And I would walk into a place and I would get, hear that and I would literally feel sick, physically ill by what I was exposed to. And I don't think, I think that is something looking and reviewing this year. I don't understand what where that comes from. I don't understand how that is art, how that is culture, how that is anything that is respectful. It is a disrespectful thing and I can see, I mean, I'm the kind of person, I am quite a vocal person. I give my opinion, it's my opinion. I don't expect to have the same opinion as anybody else. But I would really like to see where we look at our traditional um our traditional not just costumes our traditions of what who we really are as a people and how this evolves as this years the centuries the decades go by and what does it mean when we wear something when we expose ourselves in certain ways when we we enjoy certain things what is the message that we are giving of who we truly are? Is it just we just like any other culture? Is it that we have thought about what's on our bodies? You know, I've, I've had this discussion. It's not just this year. I've had this discussion on numerous occasions. And I think the ladies, we had a nice heated discussion the other day with some ladies, and it was about, they call it um, sexual liberation, you know? But I wonder who really is being objectified in all of this and where we're going to with um, the, the direction we're going. So I just wanted, I wanted to throw that out there before we go back to the, to the fabulous, the spectacular, mm -hmm. <laughs> and the good. That did bother me. And I would have to be honest here because you know me, I'm, I always come up. So both sides of the coin is what you see with me. Obviously, I'm not saying the costumes are not beautiful when you see them, a sea of these costumes and all of these studdings put on them. And it's really, you people work hard to, to prepare them, to create them. Um, I, I build costumes, I know what it takes to do it. So I do admire and respect and um, give kudos to people who are building the costumes and making all these costumes for these bands. And in a sea of these costumes, they really do look spectacular, you know? But I just wonder, you know what? What? What more could we do with um with the concept of what is offered to the bands? So if I'm offered plastic feathers from China to pollute our environment afterwards, and that's what's on offer, I want to be in a band. Of course, I'm going to take it. If I'm offered something that looks like a feather or looks like something out of nature and is made with something ecological. And that it looks spectacular. I'm like saying, I'm in that, that band because that's my band. And the costume is fantastic, it's spectacular. But you know, I think that it's a nice time for us to look and see how can we do things right here instead of you know, costumes not arriving on time, certain things not arriving because people 
A, or maybe we are launching too late, maybe, or signing up too late. I don't know what the issue is. I would have to ask the bands because I know not one or two, it was more than two bands that had issues with receiving stuff to finish costume. So what can we do locally? That then creates part of the traditions and cultural expression is also giving us feeding our pockets. So the money circular in our economies. So our culture is feeding us. And that's what I would like to see happen more, you know. For me, spectacular. I, I love, love, love the calypsos. I love the Stokat Carnival and the calypsos. I think the bouillon stuff should be left for um personally for <laughs> for um independence time and stuff when we have more of the Creole. Personally, I mean I was following Thunderbirds. And I love that music. It's a lot of old-fashioned, old-style music. It's a lot of the calypsos. And it's a beautiful environment. It's a beautiful spirit. And I think I would challenge anybody to say that it wasn't really nice and fun and a nice tempo, you know? Sure, people like to have it jam, 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 jam as well. That's their choice. But I found that the the, the representation, presentation that um, like Thunderbirds gave and just these kind of bands that look to the traditions with the sensei and stuff, I found that really, really spectacular. What I found also with the bands this year, I found it was, I know, I'm trying to remember the name of it. There was one really big band. And I did find that the bands were not so well patronized as years before that I have seen. And I don't know if it's just because of coming out of COVID and other things happening, um, but I didn't think that all the bands were that big. And I heard a lot of people saying that as well, from what I saw. I don't know what you all think the others that were here in Dominica. It's, it's one thing to see it with the drone footage and one thing to see it with the um with with the films because they obviously they're gonna get crowds and that's what they're filming, you know. But I'm sure if you look at the live footage, you'll see quite a lot of times when they were sparse, the, the population of the bands had some times when it was sparse. So that's just some other thing. But look, I had a really good time. I did my juve with Chupul. <laughs> the juve man Chupul did the name alone, make you watch a party. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we were pirates. I had a blast. It was good music, good drink, good people, just fabulous. And then, as I said, I was, you know, in the darkies. And I don't know if this is a good time, someone, for me to just explain a little bit more about what I experienced in the darkies. Yeah, let me let me come back to you on that. Let me let me go to Kenty, but but make a note of that uh, point, um, Carla. And as we go to Kenty, you know, I'm happy that you brought up the elephant in the room, the vulgarity, the lyrics. I mean, how much further, how much more degrading can our lyrics go? And then you know what we hear all the time is that, oh, well, y'all were not paying attention to this particular artist when he was singing clean lyrics. So it almost like it justifies that they, uh, they keep producing this music despite the objections, because that is how they're getting their attention. And, you know, I, I was really happy with the response I, sh I received when I shared the flyer. And one of the people who reached out to me was Tad Black Pepper James. And he said, Simone, that last song with the guy talking about put your hand where and put it where and put it in your mouth and all that stuff. He said that song in the same way, Suki Burn Brain, we have to call their names, made that other song about the gripping. 
and started getting offers around the Caribbean and even beyond the Caribbean. It's the same way that this song now has propelled this guy to perform in the Caribbean. So it is a catch 22. What do we do about this? And I'm also happy to hear when Mrs. Um, Delia Coffee Weeks talked about consulting with a lawyer because we have to put a stop to this increasingly vulgar lyrics. And the, the sad part about it is that there is no way to insulate your children in Dominica because you step on a bus. And I was in Dominica with my 11 year old, so I know what I'm talking about. You step on a, a bus and you do not dare tell the bus driver, can you change that song? Because the thing he will tell you is, if she doesn't hear it in my bus, she's gonna hear it on the street. So what do we do, Kenzie, about this lyrics as you come on to tell us your observations about Cannibal? But that is the elephant in the room, the vulgarity that is constantly permeating through our society. What, what is the solution? Well, to tell you the truth, I personally, We'll never uh, not disagree with with um Carla for for um making that 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 very 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 well needed observation. I I actually recently released a song and and talking about that type of stuff. Um, that if that is the only thing we can sing about, you know, since since when you know we. I mean, we, we know about masking songs, but I think living in a generation where you have people that just so rebellious and they know the um, consequence, they know what, they, what they're singing about and they, they'll just do it anyway. I think it's just being malicious and rebellious. And um, controversy, sadly, in the industry sells. Mm -hmm. Just like back in the day, back in the day, it, it, it used to be it used to be sex that was selling. Right now, it's controversy. If if people, I don't I don't agree with it to tell you the truth, but that's just the fact of what that is happening and what is that is why you have, you know, the the creeping song that the guy dropped off, dropped on, dropped, and it became like so big. Nobody could understand why that song was getting so big. It, it did. And it's all because of controversy. I think we need to educate our children about the dangers of, of um, what we what we open them to. Um, I would like to reach. I would like to appeal to the artists that are releasing those songs, man. You know, those guys. Tend to to forget that one day they're going to be parents. They're going to have children. They're going to have daughters. And I don't think that none of them would want nobody to be addressing their daughter or their mother or their auntie like that. You understand? So totally, I I I, I definitely agree with, with what you guys are saying concerning the the, the I think the lyrics are very important. And, but unfortunately, rebellion and unfortunately, in the city, that is just for themselves. And it's very sad. 
And I think we just need to come up with a whole different set of artists. And I, I another thing that I noticed, Simon, as an artist, that the, that this that this the industry doesn't promote the artist that doesn't sing those types of music. If you if you understand what I'm saying, it's like you have we have a lot of artists that doesn't sing the type of music. A lot, a lot, but you don't hear this type of music. Whether it is for political reasons or religious reasons or whatever the reason is, but as soon as something is controversial, that's what you'll be hearing everywhere, all over the place. Mm -hmm. And it's very sad. And I think, I think we need to get back to the place where we uplift our people in every aspect of our lives and their lives, even as artists, as entertainers, you know, even with the costumes. Um, one of the most amazing thing that I enjoyed the most of the carnival was to see the diaspora and people come down and they, you know, they haven't been home for for a while, you know, in carnival and, you know, the little vibes and then it was, it, it's really sad you know when 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 people come home and they try to have a good time like you said you came with your 11 year old and then you have to infuse all the garbage you know? so it's very sad but that is just the reality that we live in and there is definitely something that we need to be doing about it and i think every artist that would agree with me i think it's supposed to start with us yeah, yeah, and I think it has to go beyond just um, speaking to the artists. I think it has to go to the point where there's censorship. Yeah. yeah. In the yeah. same exactly. way, you cannot play that type of vulgar music on American TV or on, 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 on local radio in the U.S. It is censored. And if people want to buy the music, you label it as, you know, X-rated or whatever, parental advisory, and you put a label on it. But I think, you know, Delia is on the right track that there has to be a move because if you leave it up to the artists, we are seeing the direction that they're going. And like mm -hmm. I said, it, it is a misconception that quality music doesn't sell. Look at Signal Band. And, you know, I was hoping that um, Shelly would have been here with us, but, you know, he's been like going crazy all, all carnival long, so he's tired. But look at Signal Band. The quality of the music defies the argument that if we mm -hmm. put clean lyrics, it will not So we have to get to the point, and I really hope that the powers that be will take this seriously because we're seeing there's no end in sight. There is no end in sight. We're just continuing along this, this slippery slope of profanity and degrading women and vulgarity. So censorship has to be the answer to revoking this guy's ability for you can make your music. I don't care you if that is what is in your heart and your soul, you can go ahead and produce that music. But it should not be forced onto the public, like Carla was just saying. It should not be forced onto our very impressionable young children because that is how you feel you can make a name for yourself. But before we continue, so I just want us to keep in mind that we are talking about how can we sell 
the authentic Dominican carnival, the authentic Dominican um, culture year-round. And I already like where this discussion is going because like Carla said, we're talking about sustainability. Like Lorraine and Audrey said, we're talking about passing it on to the next generation. So we're looking at two things here. We're looking at how do we pass it on to the next generation, but also how do we market it as authentic Dominica culture, authentic Dominican carnival that sets us apart from the other um, islands. And Facebook, I see your comments are coming in, so keep them coming. Thank you so much. And I saw that Rasmo also sends me a message that we will read um, a little while later. But before we continue, let me also say this. You know, you know our politicians, they're going to be quick to claim this as their success. But I just want us to keep in mind that this 2023 carnival, the success that we saw was because of us, because of we Dominicans in Dominica and in the diaspora, the Dominicans on the ground who patronized everything, who signed up for the costumes, who went to the shows, those of us up here, out of Dominica, who shared like crazy. I don't know how many different <laughs> shows I shared. And who also paid for the live streams. So when the politicians come out, because you know by tomorrow, they're going to come out and say, oh, look at how successful we gave you a good carnival. I want us to remember that this success is a Dominica success. It is you and I that ensured that Carnival 2023 was a success. So any other thoughts that you guys want to share before? Oh boy, the time is moving quickly, guys. Any other thoughts you want to share before I ask another question? Yes, I mean, and what Kala mentioned, I actually, with those songs, I didn't really, I haven't really listened to the songs because I listened to a clip in someone sent me on WhatsApp and that was it and I was like, oh no, I cannot listen to the songs. However, I do think, I mean, I feel like we can speak about this forever. Mm -hmm. The In order for us to be censored with those songs, there is no type of censorship in Dominica. That's the bottom line. And we could try to avoid it and speak about it from January to December. It has to come from the top. It has to come where the government overall has to look at the song, listen to the song and say, we cannot do that song. Unless it doesn't come to the top, unless a bill doesn't pass where we have censorship put into place, it's going to come out. Because the way it is in Dominica with these artists and those songs, nobody says anything. It just goes out. Nobody censors them. Nice. Nobody says you cannot play it. It just goes out. There is no rules or regulation. You know, and that's the reason why we have to end up coming speaking about it. But we cannot change anything unless someone in the top decide, okay, you know, this is not right. We need to have some type of censorship um, group or that's, you know, restriction. I mean, we have several restrictions in Dominica for certain things. You cannot do this. You cannot plant on this. You cannot do, you cannot travel with crab. You know, we talk about we cannot leave, take crab and go away. So if we can talk about taking crab back and go someplace, why can't we speak about what we can, what can go into the media and what cannot go into the media? You know, that's something that's, that's not even something that we can address on our level. It has to go above our head. 
That's playing fast. Mm -hmm. Unless it's not going to stop. Mm -hmm. And it is pornography. Carla, you're right. It is pornography. It is. We, we, we may not label it as that, but again, if there was a video playing with that same content, it would not be allowed. So why is it being allowed simply because it is in the form of a song? Simone, if I could make a couple comments on this. First of all, you talk about where, what direction are we going? And I don't think we can go in any further direction. I think this is rock bottom. Mm -hmm. I, I cannot imagine it getting worse, to be honest with you. Like like um, Audrey said, I just listened to one clip and I was revolted. I went into a restaurant yesterday after going to be home to get some food. And then this song came on and I was like, why are you playing this? I said, like, get, take, that, take that off. It's, it's, it's offensive to me. And he simply took it off and he put on some nice music. And then this guy that was right next to me said, thank you. This gentleman was sitting right next to me there. I guess he was waiting for his food. And he literally said to me, thank you, because that is just really nastiness. He told me that himself, you know. So when people say, don't say, oh, you have not have your own opinion, you cannot force it on other people. There may be five, 10 people in the same space that are really too afraid to say, please, can you relieve us from this? So that's A, one thing. Two, I don't think we can go much further than that. I do not don't know also, whether it's there's a breakdown in our education system that is teaching children or the lack thereof, teaching them about poetry and literature, teaching them about metaphors and imagery and all those sorts of things where you can take a song and twist the words, which has been done in Calypso for decades and generations, you know, that it means something as and it's only when you get into an adult age you realize what something really was meaning. <laughs> but at the time as the children and stuff, you don't realize what, you know, you, it doesn't occur to you because it's, it's a metaphor used for something else. So people older are laughing at it and you're chipping with it. But it's not this offense and, 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 and abuse and this, this assault. You know, it's literally an assault. Now also when you desensitize people to being, I don't even want to say the words, your hand on you, whatever, you start to desensitize people. So when somebody does that to you, you feel, is it wrong for me to be offended by this or should I allow this to happen to me? Next thing you know, all this abuse and assault is just getting worse and worse and worse. You know, and then you will be hearing about rapes and more violence and all kinds of things. I mean, what is going on? So definitely I think we can make a difference if more of us say no, you know, more of us ask for something to be done about it. And then I think that maybe there will be some kind of censorship, but this cannot, it cannot get worse. And it cannot, this is our legacy, Dominica's legacy. This cannot be Dominica's legacy for crying out loud. Yeah, and it just begs the question. I mean, yes, it is taking uh, booyah artists around the Caribbean and even beyond the Caribbean, but is that what we want Dominica to be known for? Is cannot that be our legacy. Want to be taken out of Dominica and shown to the world that this is the people we are because they're representing us. They're representing us. Every time you step out of Dominica, as a matter of fact, me as a Dominican, every time I open my mouth, I'm proud to say, Oh, where's your accent from? Dominica. Yeah. So when we step into another territory, we are representing Dominica. So is this vulgarity? We want people to associate Dominica with 
in terms of what these Buyo artists are taking around the Caribbean. So, Lauren, let me come to you for your thoughts. I see the time is quickly speeding up on us. We're going to um, head over to the phones in just a little bit. But, Lauren, let me hear your thoughts. Muted. Yes, I heard some Buyo lyrics. I mean, I have nothing against Buyo music, mm -hmm. but I heard some of the lyrics of the... Um, of some songs that's on YouTube. And I was, um, oh boy, I was so disappointed because um, they could be equally be done with cleaner lyrics and still have the same effect. There's no need for all this vulgarity. Mm -hmm. So I, I totally agree there should be a ban on certain um, types of music, mm -hmm. certain lyrics, there should be a ban. Yes, yes. So as we, get, as we get ready to go to the telephone, guys, this is what I want you to think about for when we come back. In your various fields, what can we do to keep the momentum going on a year-round basis? So Lorraine, in the area of fashion, in the area of costumes, in the area of, you know, the beautiful wear that we saw for the Carnival Queens, how can we keep that going on a yearly basis? Kenti, how can we keep promoting our artists on a yearly basis so that we keep that momentum, that energy from Carnival going right through the year? Um, Audrey, I want you to tell us more about how the Dominica Orlando movement is keeping culture alive on a yearly basis. Maybe we can take some ideas from you in terms of what can we be done on a yearly basis and you know Carla you're all encompassing so I'm sure you'll have lots more thoughts on the sustainability because I like the idea that you're proposing and that should be part of our action plan if we create our own costumes Carla we employ people for the entire year because rather than thinking about shipping costume costumes in that look exactly like the costumes in Trinidad and exactly like the costumes you can see anywhere else in the world, right? We create our own costumes. We have so much raw material in Dominica. We create our own costumes and we sell it as authentically Dominican. And we keep our people employed for the entire year. So that is what I want each one of you to think about. Back to the panel. Well, I think that we are seeing here that quite a few people are shocked as well. And when you stand up there, just what I said, that you think it's you alone, you don't want to say something, you're afraid to say something because you think people will say, why are you saying that? But you're standing in an environment where maybe nine out of the 10 people are thinking the same thing as you and wishing somebody would say something. So, you know, and this thing about Dominicans being hypocrites is very true. Dominicans are very hypocritical. I would be the first person to say that. So we have to watch. One thing is good, and the next thing, oh no, no, it's not. Look at what the comments are saying. You ban one thing, but this this is a, a, um, acceptable. And it goes both ways. Hypocrisy goes both ways. But I mean, I don't want to harp more. I already brought the elephants into the room, and I felt as if I took, took us away from the spectacular. <laughs> because I want, to be, I want to just make one more comment on the comments. So please, I want the man that said Dominica is not a real country to let him know that Dominica is a real country. Dominica is my country. And it's a very real country with a lot, a lot, a lot of potential. Mm -hmm. Dominica has so much potential. 
Dominica was way ahead of the Caribbean game as far as selling something that was so unique. And everybody has copied what we, are, we have. Everybody that don't even have mountain have hiking. People that have dry, arid land have made forests for people to go, go into. You know, and we are standing by idly and pretending like as if we don't have an economy and that we don't have a country. But we have a beautiful, beautiful country that has unparalleled things that we can offer to people, both local tourists who can go to visit other communities and tourists that come from overseas or other islands or, or international tourists. And I think that we can be segue into that, that comment. yeah yeah and, and and you know Carla I want to thank you for raising the elephants in the room because this is a, is a topic that I meant to bring in as well and especially when we see that this carnival I was paying very close attention not only to what was going on but who was represented at that carnival we saw our locals we saw people Dominicans from overseas we saw people from the French neighboring islands. I was paying close attention. I saw St. Lucians. I saw Vincentians. I saw Guyanese. I saw people who were clearly tourists. So what that says to us is that we are on an international scale. We're mm -hmm. on an international stage because these folks are gonna go back to their, their respective homes and their respective countries and tell people about their experience in Dominica. Do we want them to tell the people that they go back to that, yeah, it just pretty much look like Trinidad Carnival? Or do we want them to go back and say, wow, that was so different and unique. And I want to encourage you to go on down to Dominica for the next carnival because it is an experience you cannot get anywhere else. So that is what I want us to come back to. The question that I asked before, how do we keep this as a sustainable marketable product we dissect the carnival we dissect the culture and we're gonna sell it so what can we do to keep this going year-round so Lauren let me come to you fashion everyone is is always looking to look good feel good culture fashion how do we sustain it on a year-round basis you did you're muted you're muted Lauren that's okay. Yeah, this was one of the things Ed Regis um, had in mind. And he was setting up a, um, a factory, a workshop, where a lot of the, um, our local products like clothing could be produced right in Dominica. And I was going to be part of that project, but for unfortunately it did not happen. He passed before while we were just in the um, early stages of putting it together. So I don't know, um, you know, we have a new representative now and he said he would take on where Ed left off, but so far we have not seen anything like it. But again, we, can, we would be able to produce our costumes in Dominica and not have to import it from, um, from Trinidad or wherever. And we could also put our own spin on the costumes. We don't have to copy. I think all these um, exposures you're seeing, they're just maybe trying to outdo other places. You know, I think our authentic mass is very good and it's marketable. And we just have to expand on it and not copy what we see in Brazil, you know, 
or Trinidad for that matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just that, that there was no continuity mm -hmm. once Ed Regis um, transitioned on because I'm seeing such great promise in our fashion designers in Dominica. We see, I believe um, her, the company was called Belenoir. If I'm, uh, if I'm wrong, someone on Facebook, please correct me. And she produced quite a number of, of the gowns for the young lady. And I will come to call her because I know she was uh, involved in uh, the Carnival Queen show. So how do we promote these fashion designers year round? We have two different flying dress companies. We have several young ladies and hopefully the guys will get in on this too because I think it should be, uh, everyone should be involved. But how do we encourage our young people who say Dominica has no jobs to become entrepreneurs and to go into the fashion business and show them that a business like Bella Noir can be sustained on a year-round year basis so that they too can jump into, into the action and they too can get a piece of that pie. So Lorraine, you are absolutely correct that we have to find a way to continue the dream that Ed Regis had and it was already in the process. Why is it not being carried through? Well, I spoke to Vince Henderson um, some months back and he said he would, um, he would contact me and we could um, get the project going, but so far nothing has happened. So I'm hoping that we can get together in the next um, couple of months and see if we can get things rolling again. Mm -hmm. Because it would be around not only produce um, school uniforms and costumes, but it would be another, um, it would be a way where other designers could get their products produced mm -hmm. yeah and, and it goes back to another conversation we had about agro-processing that there, if there was one centralized uh kitchen one centralized facility that our different agro-processors could use to get their products off it would it would remove the overhead that many of our agro-processors face so we see a need for national policies in Dominica around these areas, around the areas of agro-processing, around the areas of culture and fashion and design, and in so you many other areas. You are listening to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. If you live in Canada, the US, and the UK, and are looking for Dominica products, including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. So again, you were just listening to a portion of our program on the need to dissect and package our culture, our carnival, to ensure that our Dominicans at home and abroad can earn an income on a year-round basis. And this, this was only the beginning of the program, a portion of the beginning of the program, so I was sure to bring you the second half 
of this program uh, next week. So here we are. Let us take a look at our goals for this week, our tip of the week. And this time, this being the Lenten season, I thought we would take a look at uh, this particular article called in 2023, Anchor Your Plans with a God-Centered Perspective. So again, in 2023, Anchor Your Plans with a God-Centered Perspective. And this is from thegospelcoalition.org. So again, thegospelcoalition.org, if you would like to read the full article. So it begins by saying, I've set goals, I've even mapped out habits and made a rule of life, my colleague told me, but my rule never seems to leave the binder where I put it after I print it out. I dream up this perfect life where I sleep, work, and pray the right amount, but I can't seem to find the link between high-level dreaming and Wednesday afternoon. Maybe you've been there. You know the person you want to be, the books you want to read, the habits you want to adopt, but you struggle to fit, fit the contours of your big goals into the rough corners of daily life. You need principles to make your plans realistic and you need motivation to keep going when you falter. Instead of throwing it in the garbage, and starting over next January. I found two helpful keys for goal setting and maintaining healthy habits in what Dutch theologian Herman Rydebos called Paul's theocentric or God-centered point of view. Number one, God's goal motivates faith-filled discipline. When we set goals, we tend to look to the future. We begin with the end in mind. Smart planners envision the kind of life they want, then reverse engineer it, working backward to habits and commitments that support their vision. As an editor, I want to honor authors by stewarding their words with excellence and care. So this year, I plan to grow my proofreading skills by doing weekly exercises from the copy editor's workbook. One learns a trade by practice, an instrument by playing the scales. When I look to the future, editing excellence is my goal. So I've planned to put the proofreading reps to get there. This makes sense when we're making plans. You need principles to make your plans realistic and you need motivation to keep going when you falter. But from Redibos, I learned that the motivation to keep up with plans comes from looking forward, but comes not from looking forward, but looking back at God's promises and his redeeming work for us in the past. So this is truly a great article, and I would certainly recommend that you take a look at it. The second uh, topic that he touches on is God's providence, constraints, and our ambition. So sometimes we have to remind ourselves 
that, uh, you know, we are children of God and we have to have a God-centered perspective in every aspect of our lives, including setting and achieving our goals. So again, the article is, in 2023, anchor your plans with a God-centered perspective, and it comes from the gospelcoalition.org. So take a look at it and see what you think. So here we are, the end of the program always seems to come way too quickly here on TDN Radio Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. I hope that you found value in the program as always. I always look forward to spending this time with you as we get powered up and energized for the week ahead and we work to be more consistent on working our, on our goals and figuring out the direction that we want our lives to go into. So again, thank you for joining me with regards to what is going on over at pushpast10.com. We are continuing with our collaborations to help to move our Dominican people, our region and our Caribbean region forward so you can check out all the ways that we are collaborating and we will be doing a additional work in that area as we have started yet another collaboration with uh, GND Enterprises. Uh, Mr. Sam George, uh, thank you for the opportunity for us to continue to do the important work that we do for our people. So we will continue with these collaborations and yet someone else <laughs> reached out to me. Uh, guys, pray for me, you know, pray for me for energy and strength as more and more people reach out to say, you know, how can we be a part of what you're doing? And here's some ideas that we would like to share, uh, some projects that we would like to work on. So at the moment, we're also working with the Convent High School PTA in the area of protecting our children. So you can expect to see, we're now in the planning process, but you can expect to see the fruits of what we are working on sometime in April. So we have a lot going on. We have a lot going on and we are truly grateful for platforms such as TDN Radio, Facebook, and Q95 that allows us to share the work that we're doing and also helps us to recruit new people to come on board to aid in the work. So, you know, the harvest is plentiful, so we need a lot of hands on deck. And if you as well want to be a part of the movement with helping our Dominican brothers and sisters and helping to move our island and our region forward, you can always reach me at pushpast10 at gmail.com. So P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0 at gmail.com. I always look forward to receiving your communication and you can check out our website at pushpast10.com, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0.com as we continue to journey on. So again, thank you for being here. I hope that you will join us next week at the same time right here on TDN Radio, 5.30 Eastern Standard Time every Tuesday for our Power Up power session. So we look forward to being in your company again. So until then, remember that your life story is your strength. The challenges that you have faced in the past have prepared you for the challenges that you face today. So remember to stay strong, stay positive, stay active, and stay engaged. And remember to tap into your potential every day.